Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Unscripted, the off-the-cuff podcast featuring all things hilarious. Whether you are here for the first time or whether you are here every time, it is great to have you in. Alongside Barnacle, I am Jake the Snake, and we're without Z-Dub. Barnacle, how do you feel being without Z-Dub today? It feels weird. It feels weird. I feel like it we're not, it's just different because we're used to having him here. It's just different today. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It is kind of weird. He is off on Christmas vacation. He is in New Mexico, skiing the slopes. and We miss you, Z-Dub. We miss you, dude. Hey, when you come listen in, we miss you. Shout out to our boy Z-Dub out in New Mexico. I've never been to New Mexico. Have you been? Uh, I've flown over New Mexico on the way to California. So have I. Yeah. Same. Hey, we were on hey, the same we... flight. Two hey, years we were. How about that? Yeah, that was, that was a good time. Good time. <laughs> Go figure, man. That's right. Uh, yeah, never been, never been anywhere uh, in the West other than California. We did have a stop off though in Arizona, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We yeah, did the first, time. the first time, the first, first time. time. Yeah, yeah, that was we nice. did. That was yeah, that was a good time that, no. that weekend. Was that no? Was that was there? the second time. The first time, didn't we have that long delay at LA and we were yeah, there for, till like t- no, till like midnight? It was, it was the first time because our plane messed up and we didn't know. And then we got there, and you're like, Barn, shut up. That's not what it says. I'm like, yeah, that's what it says. And then we were going to stay in a hotel, but then our parents were like, let's come home. And you had to work the next day, so we came home, like, first thing in the morning, instead yeah, of coming dude, in late in the evening. That was like ball sack, man. That sucked. We were the at worst. Santa, the little crappy airport in Santa Barbara, which they redid it. It's really nice now. But before they redid it, it was a they little tiny to. airport. We were stuck mm-hmm. there for... Oh, it wasn't too long. It was probably two or three hours. Oh, it was probably two or three hours. And there's nothing to do. There's nothing to eat there. We just sat in a little area. Yeah, that sucked. And then when we got on the flight to L.A., our flight to Houston had been messed up because our flight from Santa Barbara to L.A. had been messed up. And then we were just tired and hangry. We didn't want to be around each other at that point. Yeah, and the worst part about that is the two-hour time change. Going from oh, the west, terrible. yeah, going from the west coast to central time zone. We left LA at midnight, which means we got to Houston at 5 a.m. Houston time, and it sucked. It was terrible. Oh, it man. was. But so that's our story of we've never been to New Mexico. There you go. <laughs> All that just to say we've never been to New Mexico. Oh man, Barnacle, I know you're mad at the Texans again. What do you want to say about that? I'm just tired of watching. This pathetic performance. I was at the game today, and I felt like I was at a Steelers game. Eighty percent of the fans there were Steelers fans, and I want to say this: another thing, I don't think Cowboys or the Cowboys are America's team. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. They travel like a cult, man, and that's not me meant in a derogatory way. No, I'm they, being serious. They show up wherever they play. Yeah, they that's travel a true, really that, well. That's a, that's a true fan base. That, yeah, and there's a ton I'll of Steelers fans that live in Houston. I know quite there a few, is. actually. Me too. Yeah, a couple of my friends yeah, are, stu- are diehard. I mean, they'll always follow the Steelers. Um, and Who wouldn't? Just... They're a good franchise. Yeah, they've been good for a long, long I time. Left, I was so embarrassed of being at the game. I left at halftime, and I've never left so early of a football game in my life. You never leave before the game's over, even if it's over. No, I left at halftime. I'm not That's kidding. surprising. Yeah, wow, and that just that just shows you how much how I was just sick sick to see that it it hurt me as a loyal Texans fan to see that you don't show up for your team and you just let the Steelers just dominate the fan crowd. They were when they said get quiet, the Steelers fans were loud, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. I can't believe that you would have left. Even you know you had to know that going in it was going to be like that. It was I did. Terrible. I, I did, but then I had hope when they were at the one yard line and didn't score. And then he threw and a pick. Then, uh, a pick. And you know your offensive line is bad if you can't run the ball at the one yard line three times, or even want to attempt or consider throwing the ball after running the ball at the one yard line. That's how bad your line is. If yeah. That's that's not a good thing at all. Unbelievable. And, and the, by the way, I'm starting a trend hashtag fire Rick Smith putting it out out there it's his fault where the lack of depth bill o'brien coaches with what he got and he's bringing guys i've never heard of that probably have not played football in years so 
Hashtag fire Rick Smith. Hashtag fire Rick Smith. Yep. I uh, called into Houston's radio station today to give him a little bit of my mind. And, and I prefaced my, my take by saying I'm not you know, saying this because of what happened today against the Steelers or even what's been going on this year. I know we've been terrible. We've been plagued with injuries, whatever. But I told the guys, and it was Sean and, and Paul, I said, we are not even close. As in the no. Houston Texans are not even close. And we've been fooled by the upper management, by the by the general manager Rick Smith, yeah. by the head coach, by being nine and seven the past couple of years, by winning back to back division championships, by winning a playoff game against Oakland last year against Connor Cook. But we've been yeah. fooled into thinking that we're close. And because uh, we got Deshaun Watson, people think we're close. And it's not the case at all. We are farther away now than we were when we were two and fourteen in two thousand thirteen yeah. with Matt Schaub and Arian Foster. Honestly, this is the worst Texans team I've ever seen. I'd rather watch the two and fourteen teams because they were more competitive than what they put out there now. It's it's ridiculous. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. So and injury bug is going to happen for a team, but I do agree with you that we've been fooled. But I think fans are buying into the fact that we have a quarterback, and that's what they've needed having a quarterback. But you got to stop people too. Your quarterback. Oh. They can't. They can't stop anybody. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Our defense is probably, you know, the worst. I think, most, yeah, I think we're the they worst. They give up the most points allowed. In the, uh, they're thirty-two. Yeah, I don't care what anybody allowed. says about ranks. They're thirty-two, no matter what, and that's all that yeah. matters. Is they're the worst defense. Yeah, for sure. All we gotta say. All we gotta say. Let's let's finish on this high note right here. Ready? Yeah, One, ready. it's Christmas, so Merry Christmas, guys. And two, at least we're not Browns fans. There you <laughs> go. I honestly wouldn't be a Brown. I'd rather be a Browns fan because I know I'm getting two first round picks this year. Yeah, that's right. No, not only and two top, first round picks. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna get a first overall and then maybe like a fourth overall. It's gonna be sweet. Hey, they're they sitting pretty. They can't. You better not mess it up, Cleveland. Uh, they're going to. It's Cleveland. They're gonna mess it up. Anyways, let's go on into our first segment tonight. Um, we saw a couple of injuries this week. Not really many notable injuries. This was kind of a slow week for point scoring. It was kind it of was. a boring week for NFL, and it was it championship felt very week. laggy. Um, it was a laggy games. Like the all the games that I felt, I never felt entertained in watching the games. I, I didn't want to sit. Ooh, this game's on. I want to sit and watch it because it still goes close. There were none of those games that I felt like. Oh, I need to watch this game right now and sit down and watch it and glue my eyes to it. There weren't any of those this week. There zero. was there was there was zero, you're right, but then there turned into one. And I think that yeah. surprised me the most. Which was one? the game down in San Francisco. The hey, 49ers yeah. beat was, the Jaguars by 11 shootout. points. I cannot believe that. Jimmy G is now 4-0 this year as the 49ers quarterback and I could see yeah. them winning next week at LA. LA's got really nothing to play for. They've locked up the division. They can't get a bye. I mean, I think even if they win and Minnesota loses at home, they're still not going to get that bye. I think they're just going to – Yeah, I think they're going to settle guys. Yeah, if I'm Jimmy Gruffle's going to go 5-0 this year. I'm not playing Gurley or golf next week, fantasy-wise, or just in general. Yeah, just keep an eye on that, guys, if you've got them. I mean, I know most people had their championship this week. So, oh, let's just say congratulations to everybody out there who won their league. Congratulations, yeah. guys! All you congratulate champions. to you, you and too, to Jake. me. Yes, and to me, Jake the Snake. I uh, demolished <laughs> Z Dub this week by a landslide. Baby. Yeah, I, a landslide. I tweeted out a picture of my team a couple days ago, and I was saying, "What do you think of this team?" One of our guys, Mister Sweat, uh, said, "Is that a two-team league?" And I thought that was pretty funny because I just totally dominated. But that's something we'll cover in the off season is is how to trade rate people. We'll do it. We'll that's do a little. I don't do with you. Yeah, trade. We'll, I never we'll do a trade little mini you. series on how tos in fantasy football, and that'll be one of the segments is how to trade rape. And I'll kind of tell you guys my strategy and how I have been able to dominate the trade uh, atmosphere in fantasy football just from. I think it's your selling up. point. Well, what I do, yeah. So what I do, it's I mean, your, just real, it's your this selling is, point. Yeah, this is going to be real short insight right here. I pick up guys that are hot. I trade them for other guys' players that are not hot right now, but that are usually good players, and hold on to them for the rest of the year, and it turns out fine. That's just what I do. So uh, let's go ahead and jump on into injuries, Barnacle. Take it away, bud. 
<laughs> Injury insights. All right. Um, for I, I picked just the big names this week for fantasy matchups that we're going to play. DeMarco Murray has an LCL sprain, but at this rate, it looks like he'll be out this week. I mean, he might. I would. If, I don't think they'll play him through it. I mean, they still have an important game against Jacksonville, but I wouldn't start any running back against Jacksonville, even though the 49ers got it going. I just, I just don't trust the Titans at all to we've do been, anything against that. And we've been saying for weeks now to not start Demarco Murray because he just sucks anyway. Yeah, we have. Yeah, um, he does, but so. he's he's up there top twenty. But I mean, he's a good flex play because he can get those touchdowns. Yeah, we're probably going to see a little bit of DeMarco Murray in our uh, mailbag episode this week, so you guys stay tuned for that. Um, just so you know, all of our guys listening, we're officially starting a mailbag episode. Uh, we're going to call it the Question Quarry. So our, our quarry, you know, is kind of like a place where you have stuff. So you guys DM to Twitter and Instagram, send a direct message to us, at Fantasy Unscript on Twitter, at Fantasy Unscripted on Instagram. We're going to hold all the questions there, and then we'll, we'll read them off uh, during our our question quarry segment. Uh, it'll be a completely separate podcast, and what we'll do is we'll just answer questions from our followers. And you guys can tune in, and we'll shout you out. We'll tell them, everybody who's listening, what your username is, and uh, we'll tackle your question, whatever you got for us. So we already, we already got started on one of the questions earlier in the week, too. Right, and so that's why I was saying you might hear DeMarco Murray come back up, and you'll figure out why and what the question is on our other podcast. So... Next yeah. injury, man. Evan Ingram, ribs. They thought it was an abdomen injury, but then the reports came out that it was a rib injury. So I'll just monitor his practices throughout the week. He, he's yeah, actually this... a top. He's a top ten tight end. I had no clue. Man, that's a great year for a rookie. Oh yeah, this hurts definitely for New York because he's been pretty much their only stable. He's their best player. Yeah, he's been their only stable outfit in that offense right now, um, which is good. He needs. I think that's a honestly. To me, I think that's good for a rookie player because that way they get more chances to play and they're not sitting and waiting. They'll get their season in. And next year when they're all back and healthy, they're going to more be more focused on him and how to stop him and the other guys will just open up. Right. If he doesn't play, don't bother picking up any Giants. Someone's got to catch yeah. the passes. I know, but I just don't trust Eli Manning right it, now. It's it's every other. I week want to. I I want to. I want to say something about Tavares King. I want to say something about Roger Lewis, but I don't know what to say other than just don't. Again, if you pick most him up, you're hoping done. that they have a great week. If you're listening to this podcast, you either really like us or you're playing a championship of week 17. Which, first of all, don't do that anymore. Try to get your commissioner to stop that because it's retarded. Mm-hmm. You do not need to have. A championship in week 17 uh but avoid giants just avoid the giants all right um melvin gordon i would monitor status status this week it never really came out with what his injury was but just check out for him that's a great player to have if you have him so if he's out i would look at other chargers running backs and also remember eckler's on the ir so whoever their third string is they'll he might get a good. He might get some snaps this week, so be, be on the lookout for that. Really? Did they move Eckler to IR? Yeah, he went on the IR a couple weeks ago. Are you serious? Because uh, right now yeah. I'm looking, and he's fine. He's healthy. I saw, I saw a couple weeks ago he was on the IR. I, I talked, I mentioned it in one of the podcasts. No, he got he hurt last IR. week because he broke his finger. But yeah, and I thought they put, they said they were going to put him on the IR. They might have brought him back off the IR. No, he was never on IR. He was he's active. He played I, on I, Sunday, but well, he's not going to get any miss, carries because he's got a broken a broken finger. So the, the I other backup missing, would be Brandon Oliver. You don't want to. I didn't that get. Guy. I didn't get any. I guess I got misinformed because I could have sworn I saw an IR next to his name. So uh, our injury insight guy needs some insights of his own, huh? Yeah. Hey, I. I mean. I looked, and it said IR, and I was like, oh, that would be a good one to say because many people, we've told them to kind of look at him to be a pickup. I was like, oh, I'm going to mention this. I could have sworn I said IR on him, but, hey, we all make mistakes. Maybe you were looking at your name, Barnacle, and then IR is retarded. Maybe that's what you were saying. <laughs> I, I is retarded. Yeah, there you go. All right, tell me where else it hurts, Barnacle. Uh, Jordy Nelson, shoulder. I don't see him playing and rushing him back. What did the Packers have to play for this week? Nothing. Nothing at all. So what's the point of playing Jordy? Even when he plays, 
Brett Hundley doesn't throw the ball to him. And he's, Brett Hundley's yet to throw a touchdown at Lambeau Field, which I thought was very surprising. Usually young quarterbacks would throw touchdowns at home, not on the road. Yeah, again, another reason that you should not play your championship in Week 17. Nobody wants to play anymore. If they're out of the race, like the Packers and half of the NFL pretty much, no one plays for, for anything. No one plays for anything anymore. No one cares in Week 17. Everyone just wants to get the game over yeah. with so they can start their offseason golfing routine or whatever they do. Man, Texans started their offseason after the Indy loss. Uh, I think they started their offseason after Deshaun Torres ACL, but that's just me. I could, Yeah, I agree. I what agree. question were you going to ask me? Would you play Jadavion Clowney on Sunday? I think if he ends up playing, it's because of one reason and one reason only. He has something in his contract that that denotes getting extra money for having 10 sacks this year. He's sitting I at nine. He's going to get it. I think he should – I mean, that guy is a freak. Okay, he's that's freak. one. Okay, that's one reason. The other reason being is he's the been injury-plagued. Yeah, he's been injury – that's right. He's been injury-plagued his whole the career. Pride. And this is the first time ever he's got a chance to play all 16 games. And he I came hope out he week does. Fifth, he came out of week 16 – healthy in game number 15 and so now week 17 in game number 16 he's looking to go out there and they said he might even just go in play a couple series if he gets his sack he's done right away i promise he won't be out there the next series i don't see that i, I just see him like you said probably like a preseason game for him yeah yeah that's it um another giants injury sterling shepherd had a neck injury i would have this monitor status for the week i mean he's a, he's been their best wide receiver but their best fantasy player has been Evan Ingram all year. What is fantasy? I said fantasy. No, I think you said fantasy. I I, did. I probably did. We'll we'll listen to it again tomorrow. How about that? You can hear yeah. yourself say fantasy. Fantasy. All right. Um, I have one more, but it might not be a big important one. But Marquise Lee ankle is no lock to play in week seventeen. But listen to this. Alan Hearns is coming back, and he probably he will play. And if he plays, that's a good pickup. You know, if some people are playing, I would get him, pick him up because Jaguars aren't playing for anything. They got the vision knocked up. They're going to get a three seed. Play. They're, they're, Alan Hearns needs snaps. He needs reps to get ready for the playoffs. Yeah, assuming he's going to come back in and play. Um, yeah, he wasn't expected to play this Sunday. He's out already. So just keep an eye on him. He's been out. Uh, I think it's like six or seven weeks in a row. Yeah. Uh, the last game he played was week 10 um, at home against the Chargers. He went seven for 70, so you know he can do it. He's just been hurt. Yeah. Uh, and continue to look at Keelan Cole, D.D. Westbrook. He's been on fire. He's been on fire since ever we since, talked about ever him. Ever since we talked about him. Just so we, you guys we know. We boosted him. I don't think you guys really understand, listeners, what we did. People, even this week, we're liking our tweet about saying Keelan Cole will score 20 points, even though we tweeted it out last week for week 15. Okay. Yep. Or week 16, I should. No, week 15, that's right. Week 15. Um, 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, he scored 20 points again this week. And he didn't even score a touchdown. He had over 100 yards and seven catches. Like, this guy is on fire right now. If you want someone to pick up, they're playing at Tennessee. Tennessee's going to be playing hard because Sucks. they're still fighting for a chance Sucks. to get in the playoffs. They won't get in because they suck. And if they do get in, they're going to get blown out by Jacksonville again. Oh, dude, you know what I thought about today? Remember how you were saying what? that Tennessee is the worst 8-4 and four team you've ever seen? Yeah. Well, guess who's like the best 4-10 and 10 team or 4-11 and 11 team you've ever seen? The San 49ers. Francisco 49ers. That's right, man. They're the best 4-win team you've ever seen in your life. Carlos, well, I, I guess they got 5 wins now. Carlos Hyde thinks they'll win the Super Bowl next year. Uh, Carlos Hyde needs to get off that ganja. <laughs> Honestly, I think they – I don't think next year would be the year, but I think we'll see a change of 49ers of being back to what they roared back in the day. Back with old Colin Kaepernick. And, and no, I'm talking about Joe Montana. Oh, you're talking about Steve Joe Montana Young. and Jerry Rice um, era. I'm talking huh? about big old days. Oh, because, that is bold, man. They got some work on their defense, so their defense is still piss yeah. poor. Yeah, I agree, but the, I think they have the right personnel in place to get that going because I have all the new coaches, 
and actually two new coaches that I think have built a good ship down the line is the Rams and 49ers. Oh, I'm really excited about what the Rams are doing, man. Sean McVay's the Me truth. Me too. And everybody was, everybody thought that was a stupid hire, but who's laughing now? Yeah, and guess who jumped on the ship as soon as he was there? You did. I remember you did. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about on the Rams. As soon as they decided they were going to hire who? Sean McVay, what what coach decided that they were going to try to jump on with that? Wade Phillips. That's right, man. Son That's of a bum. great coach. And he, you know what? I think it was his son. I think it was Wade's son that told him, hey, Dad, the Rams are going to hire Sean McVay. you got to check this guy out like He's the he's the real deal. He's like super young. Who? He's thirty one years oh, old. Wade, oh, Wade Phillips' son, son, son. and said okay. said Dad, you okay. got to check this guy out. And, and sure enough, Wade did his research on him. Da da da. Found out a bunch of stuff about him and said, Oh, this might be a good fit. So he went and interviewed for a defensive coordinator job and obviously won the job. And right obviously down. the Rams have been a pretty good defense this year, as yep. we all can tell. Top five, top five fantasy. Absolutely, top five is where you like to be. All right, let's go on. Yeah, let's go on to our uh, waiver category now. We're gonna tackle a couple guys, and a lot of times we give you some 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 names to go out there. But I'm gonna give you. I got uh, two, four, six, seven guys. Seven guys. That's it. All right, and we're gonna go through them real quick because I don't believe in just picking someone up to be safe. I'm going bigger, going home right here. All right, here we go. This is flavor on the waiver. Flavor on the waiver. All right, first I'm going to start with my quarterbacks. I got two guys here. Both of them are owned in under 50%. Uh, one of them is right at 49.4, so be careful on that one. First one, Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, he is the, the GOAT. Truth. He the truth. He obviously learned quite a bit under Tom Brady because he is the truth. 242 yards this week against, should I say, the Jacksonville Jaguars, arguably the best secondary in NFL. Two touchdowns, an interception, uh, plus a rushing touchdown, and they won. They beat the Jaguars, and the Jaguars were all fighting on the sideline, all kinds of stuff, because they were all mad, da-da-da-da. Jimmy G's the truth. Put it down, mark it in your book right now. The next guy is the guy he played against, Blake Bortles. He's probably, after once waivers clear, going to be owned in less than 50% of leagues, but right now he's owned in uh, 49.4. So he had 382 yards. He almost had 400 yards passing, but he had three picks, and that's what really hurt him uh, in two touchdowns. So... He's still been playing good. I mean, 382 yards, you never see Blake Bortles throw for that much. It used to be only in garbage time last year when they were losing by 20 points. He'd just start putting up numbers, and that's why he was a decent fantasy quarterback. But seems like just no one trusts him yet, and I don't blame you. Before the year, their head coach said, we're going to try to run the ball like 80 times a game. They're trying never, ever, ever to let Blake throw it. They were going to look like Army or Navy out there. And all of a sudden, they just decided to change their philosophy and Look what happened. Good things, good things. All right, running backs. Only got one guy here. This is a New York Giants running back, Wayne Gallman. I talked about him a couple weeks ago. I think Z-Dub talked about him last week. He's still only 11% owned, and he's had double-digit fantasy games three or four weeks in a row. You need to pick this guy up. He only got 10 rushes for 18 yards, but he added 6 for 44. If he turns that into a touchdown, that could easily be close to 20 points. I'm not saying he's going to get 20 points. But he's had double-digit fantasy points outings, PPR obviously, in the past four weeks in a row. Uh, yeah, my two wide like receivers guy. are the two guys that guy. were uh, – I like Wayne Goldman. Yeah, Wayne Goldman's good. Um, mm-hmm. Our two wide receivers were the guys the last two weeks that we've been talking about, Wild Flyers. Keelan Cole, he jumped up in owning percentage. When I talked about him, listen, guys, nobody else was talking. He was 0.2% owned. And we said he's going to go for 20 points. What did he do? He went for 38. Okay, 38. Not even close to what I... So anybody who picked him up... I know we had a couple guys, our followers, keep tweeting at us saying, Hey, thanks for that Keelan Cole tip. Put me in the championship. Hey, thanks for the Keelan Cole tip. Put me in the championship. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. 32% owned now. uh, 6 for 108 last week. Didn't score. But again, if he does, that just turns into an amazing performance. Uh, And the last guy, Kendall Wright. We had him projected, and then once we saw the weather conditions in Chicago were going to be so awful, we, I mean, we did before the game, said, don't listen to us anymore. This is what we're saying now. And I said between 9.5 and 11 for uh, Kendall Wright this week. And Kendall Wright ended up this week with 6.7, so it was lower than I thought. Um, 
But anyways, if you think someone's going to score between 9 and 11, you probably shouldn't start them anyway. Uh, but this is interesting. The last three games, 21 catches for 212 yards. So that's an average of seven catches for 70-some uh, yards a game. So that's not so bad. It's not bad production. No, it's no, not. It's not, it's not he, so bad. So, he gets one touchdown. It's a double-digit game. That's right. And and Mitch Trubisky's playing better. You know, he's never going to be great. Obviously, I have him in my segment. Now. Yeah, we can, we can see that now. But as long as he continues to be – Average. Honest. Kendall Wright. They need to get looks. They need. What'd you say? Chicago. I was thinking, I was going to say Chicago needs to go John Fox because they need to do, Chicago needs to do what they did with how the Rams did with uh, Jared Goff. Get him an offensive guru coach that's going to put him in the right place and make him comfortable. John Fox ain't going to do that. John Fox is, he's just weird and he's just. I don't think he's a good fit for Trubisky at all. No, John Fox isn't a very good coach. He's been ran out of everywhere he's been. Um, like Carolina. Yeah. Oh, so I was saying about Kendall Wright. If he just scores, again, if he scores one time, turns into a great week. Um, if you're in the championship this week, again, you're looking at maybe not going to win, maybe going to lose by 20. Kendall Wright, plug him in. Who cares, right? Who cares? He's playing at... Minnesota, make, which means it's going to be make good weather because right it's inside. Yeah, make the right choice. He's playing at Minnesota, which means it's going to be good weather. Um, the Eagles locked up the Indoors. number one seed this week, yeah. so the Vikings really have nothing to play for this week. Um, so we'll see what happens with that game. It could be very low scoring on both sides if they decide to start Teddy Bridgewater over Keenum or something like that. Um, I could see that happening. Yeah, and then I got two tight ends. This was... I was thinking about making this first guy my wild flyer this week, but then I realized he probably just had the best game that he's ever going to have the rest of his career, Antonio Gates. He is 16.9% owned, and he went 6 for 81 and a touchdown without Hunter Henry in the lineup. Sorry um, for whoever I told to sit him. I mean, I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, I sorry, thought Greek would have a higher volume. No, I agree. So the Anthony Lynn said that, he would only be in on passing downs, which is obviously like third down. Um, and they were going to have the other two guys, the other two tight ends who are better at blocking, be in there for any kind of run plays or any kind of early down work. Um, but he just maximized on all of his, his opportunities. He's very slow, but he's just a really big guy. And he can create separation with linebackers. Or if they put a nickel corner on him, who's like half of his size, it's going to be really easy to, to separate from him. He's a Hall of Famer, man. Yeah, he's he's got it in the books. I mean, he's one of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game. Uh, and he For plays sure. it right. You never hear anything about he Antonio does. Gates. He just plays the game, good. man. That's awesome. You want anytime those plays on yeah, Anytime somebody plays in the NFL or NBA or MLB and you never hear about them, it's a good thing because it means they're not Harrison, doing anything bad. Just like – shout out to Z-Dub, Harrison Smith goes in that category. Yeah, Harrison Smith, one of the most underrated safeties of all time. And Not he deserves a Pro Bowl vote. And he probably had his best, you know, but he actually commented on that. They asked him if he was upset that he didn't make the Pro Bowl, and he said, I've made the Pro Bowl in years where I thought I didn't deserve to make it. So the fact that I deserved to make it this year and I didn't make it, I'm not really that upset. So I can I can roll with that. See, that just shows I, how good of a guy he that, is. He's not upset. That's a good player. A yeah, quiet leader. He's not upset. Leads by example. Right. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and the last guy I have on waivers is Eric Ebron tight end for the Detroit Lions. He had a nice week this week. Five catches for 83 yards and a touchdown. Um, if really you need did. a tight end, yeah, that was if a you rare. get somebody like Jimmy Graham or uh, Charles Clay, who you can't really depend on, you know, someone like that, go pick up Eric Ebron, see what he can oh, do this I would week. play. I would play Jimmy Graham this week. The Seahawks got a lot to play for. They got to get a win and get in. Yeah, and they're playing the Cardinals at home, which is pretty decent. Um help for yeah. them because Jimmy Graham always plays good at home. Seattle plays pretty good at home. They just do, so. Um, yeah. Let's hope they don't lay egg against, like, like, how they did with the Rams. Right. All right. Yeah, that's all I got for waivers, so let's move on now to what quarterbacks performed like they should be called quarterbacks and what quarterbacks performed like they're on drugs. This is QBs or Doobies. So, 
My number one QB this week, Jared Goff, finally showed back up this week. Had a big game against Tennessee that week. Tennessee defense slash secondary showed up, did his thing, balled out. I was happy to see that. Yeah, that's something we definitely told people was anybody who's playing, you got any Rams, play them. Play the Rams, even though they're on the road. Play the Rams, yeah. play the Rams, play the Rams. Look what happened. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful stuff happened. And, and, and you touched on it or earlier with Blake Bortles man that guy's been tearing it up these past was that a question five, six Blake no, Bortles <laughs> yeah like I'm surprised honestly I thought at the beginning of the year a halfway point Jacksonville yes they were great but Blake Bortles is their quarterback now I'm saying what's wrong with Jacksonville why can't they beat the Patriots why can't they beat the Steelers why can't they not make it to the end? I there as of all the teams, they're my dark horse to make it all the way and win it. See, I think they can't Throwing make it there, there because they've never done it. I know we've hey, seen it before. We've seen it before. Yeah. Teams have never done it. Um, the most recent thing I can think of is 2011, I believe, was mm-hmm. when Aaron Rodgers took the six seed Packers and won the Super Bowl over the Steelers. That was but a team that it. pretty much had never no, – none of them have ever been there before. You know, yeah, They yeah, were all right. fairly new. There was no holdover from the Favre era. Everybody yeah. was new. No one had been there before, and they did it. But I just – I don't see that here because in them they had a leader. They had Aaron Rodgers. The, the Jaguars don't have a leader. They don't have that guy that's outspoken, out front, yeah, and can be true. the leader. Their defense right. is their leader, but it's as, as a group. It's not as one person. You need somebody to stand above everybody else, rise above the pack, and – and get these guys to play around each other for a cause. I mean, you saw what happened when Jimmy G was carving them up. We spoke about it earlier. Yeah. They were fighting still, all over the sideline. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, I just, to me, I just like them. I think they did it the right way. They drafted, they signed free agents. They they're doing it the right way. But I don't honestly, I don't think we have to worry about Blake Bort- that Blake Bortles question anymore. Who knows? Tom Coughlin might go get a guy. And number 10 in New York. No, 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 no. This is what people are saying. They're going to go get Kirk Cousins. I think that would be sweet. Man. I mean, it sucks for being a Houston Ooh. Texans fan, but the Jaguars yeah. immediately become Super Bowl favorites with Kirk Cousins yes. at the helm. Oh, yeah. And then he'll, he'll make those weapons that they drafted all those years better. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, you get Allen Robinson back next year, and you've got Leonard Fournette, who's still and you have super Cole. young. And you and have Keelan D.D. Cole. and Marquise Lee and, and Allen Hearns. Yeah. They're going to have to get I mean, rid of some guys. They can't keep everybody. If anybody, they'll probably get rid of Keelan Cole, maybe Allen Hearns. Because you mean you, Marquise Lee is a good deep ball threat. So is Keelan Cole. Yeah, they got and a D.D. couple good deep D.D.'s been balling since he came off that inactive roster. Hey, that's another Oklahoma guy. Hey, they they know how to produce them there. Samaj so P. Ryan, D.D. Westbrook, and this one it's kind of under the radar. Under the radar, good week. I don't know Mitchell Trubisky, really? Chicago Bears. Yeah, there were some good ones out there, but you know, I wanted to throw out some love for this guy. I, I did. I I feel like we keep saying the same names every week, so I wanted to give somebody else some love. So I gave Mitchell Mitchell Trubisky some love. Hey, he had a rushing touchdown. He had 18 points. Hey, you take that from a quarterback, at a, a rookie quarterback, playing in that cold weather. 18 points is a great week for a rookie quarterback playing yeah. in the winter. Yeah, in that cold weather, you expected him to have low passing yards. Under 200 is kind of surprising. And um, he's mobile. He's, he's not like, ooh, I'm going to run like Michael Vick mobile. He's like more like shifty, kind of like Russell Wilson mobile. Now, Russell Wilson's kind of like Michael Vick. I would think more like Aaron oh, Rodgers. No. Okay, you tell me who wins in a race, Russell Wilson or Michael Vick in their prime. Okay, okay. we're not doing that, obviously. But okay, I'm saying Michael comparatively, Vick. Russell Wilson is like Deshaun Watson, like Michael Vick. They'll run for yards. Yeah. I, but he doesn't I try to say, do that. He tries to run to stay alive. Yeah, you're right. But to me, I like I like a quarterback who can move around the pocket because – you got to avoid pressure. You have a statue back there. It's just going to kill your offense. Yeah, absolutely. And kill him because, you know, he'll get hit too many <laughs> times. That's right. All right. Everybody's favorite, the doobies. Here we go. Russell. Ooh, man. Russell. <sighs> that was a good one, know, man. 
You want to know who looked like that out there this week? Uh, Russell, Russell and Dak, right? Russell and Dak, man. Russell did win, but man, that Cowboys defense stopped them, kept them contained. I mean, that the Seahawks off the line, offensive line is just terrible. That's another off, terrible offensive line in the NFL. It's the Seahawks, man. They, I just, you're they're gonna Russell's gonna eventually get old and not be able to run around like he does now. That's just not gonna fly every year. Yeah, I think he'll be able to run around for a while though. I mean, even yeah, guys who are even guys who young, get older, yes, but better. I mean, but he just can't take so many hits, man. Eventually, he's gonna, the body's gonna wear down. Yeah, and you see that happening with guys like Cam Newton, where they decide not to oh. go down, they get hit a lot, they have just injury problems now. And Cam's a big guy too, so I mean, it's a long fall down. Cam's huge, man. Cam's like Ben Roethlisberger. He's a big old dude. Yeah, and like you said, like we were saying, Dak, man. The game, you get Zeke back, and you don't show up. Everybody's hyping you up, saying, oh, man, Dak with Zeke's unstoppable. Dak with Zeke was unstoppable. Wasn't He was stoppable. Seattle. Yeah, he got stopped. And I think Philly's going to stop him this week with a bunch of backup degenerates. Oh, I agree. Oh, like, or Dak is not going to play, and they'll play their backup. Yeah. I mean, who cares? Yeah, who cares? But, I mean, Seattle, people were hating on them, saying Legion of Boom is done. Legion of Boom is done. They came out there and said, "All right, you think we're done?" And they shut them. They shut those people up. Yeah, I call them Legion of they... Bust now. Legion of Bust. Hey, you want to hear a funny thing? I sent it to us in the group. But Dude, Earl Thomas... the Earl Thomas, yeah, running, running down Jason Garrett, yeah. saying, "Hey, come get me, bro. Come get me. If you want, if you want me, come get me." That's hilarious, if me, dude. If you're seeing that, and hey, Dallas needs a safety of that caliber. Yeah. Let's be real. He's a Texas so, boy. So we know Earl Thomas wants out. We know Richard Sherman wants out. I think it is the end of the Legion of Boom. And I think, and you could tell by their draft That's that they were right. heading, the heading towards that direction. Hey, good Old thing age. I still got Madden 15, which has the Legion of Boom on the front cover. Hey, hey, hey. That's true. That's pretty That's good, true. eh? Yeah, and I have one more doobie. It's a Texas boy. Uh-oh, Matthew here we go. Stafford. God, I should have started Jimmy Garoppolo over him. Not that it mattered. I still won by 70 uh, points. But my thing is, Cincinnati's defense has been struggling. He goes on the road. They need a win to get in. And he just lays a goose egg, man. Pretty much. He had 10 points. And I was like, and I just kept, I'm like, really? Stafford is struggling? He need, In a game, he needed a win. Actually, Detroit needed to win. He didn't show up. I no, don't I, I agree. That was unbelievably awful effort it by was. the Detroit I couldn't Lions. believe it. But it just kind of goes to show you that he got that giant pay contract extension, and people were saying, you know, does he really deserve this? And now that there's a full season under his belt with the new contract, we can safely say no. no. Because he wasn't plagued by injuries. He yeah, didn't have but, a terrible I mean, team. He, he has had everybody he had last year. He was he fine. the receivers. Honestly, if I'm Okay, he Detroit, has no running game. I agree with that. His running game is terrible. They need to go out, it, and they need to – their first-round pick, they need to trade up. Running back. And they need to go take back. Saquon Barkley, first pick. Ooh, yeah, man. who is right. And they automatically become the favorites in the NFC North. Whoever gets Saquon's making that team, their team, a lot better. Saquon. I like Saquon. That's the and dude, Bri- bro. Hey, Bryce Love, Darius Geis. Rashard Penny, yeah, there's Rashard, some great dude, running backs. See, I'm higher on Rashard Penny than Bryce Love. I love that you, guy, man. But you, San Diego you, State you turns out underdog. some. You San Diego State turns out some underrated dudes, though, man. Heck yeah. You SDSU love those underrated. turns out some dudes. Oh, I always do, man. That's that's what yeah, I live for. I live for the little dogs. You know why? I think it's because I'm a little dog. Yeah, and some Ajibu. I think it's because I was a little dog. You know, I was a little stature. I'm sorry. You're little. I'm sorry. Oh, I freaking hate you. No stature. And playing baseball, I always had to. I always had to find ways to to compete because I'm like at a disadvantage with all these other dudes that are like jacked. They're like six four and they can all throw in the nineties. And I'm sitting over here like, okay, I'm five ten. I weigh like a buck eighty, and I can only throw like yeah. eighty one, eighty two. You were miles pretty scrawny. So You're guess what? Freaking drop down submarine, and I got a pickoff move that can work in the pros. So there you go, <laughs> the, man. The dirty Burke. The dirty Burke. That was my move, baby. For those of y'all who don't know. I pitched in college a little bit, uh, messed up my shoulder, um, but 
Barnes can attest to it here. I had the dirtiest pickoff move from here to Timbuktu, I promise. Oh, yeah. It was filthy. It was so good. You didn't know if it was a balk or not. And everybody would complain after he would do it. They would just stand there like, that's a balk. But really, it was just that dirty. No, man. I played in a, a collegiate league um, in the summer, which is like better competition than even playing college ball, which is amazing. Because it's all the best guys from each college yeah. playing together, kind of like select ball is in, in high school. And, man, I was picking off these guys that were going to A&M and UT and whatever, you know. I was just having my way with these guys because it was dirty, Some, man. Every, I remember. Just I, tell people, them sayonara, baby. Go back to on the On the bench, we would laugh. Like, he would walk a guy or hit a guy. We would just start laughing because, like, we know. I'm like, He's out already. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be sitting down soon, so who cares? Just tell the umpire, hey, I have a better chance of getting a guy out if he's standing on first than if he's in the batter's box. <laughs> and it worked every single time. That's kind of sad, but that's hilarious. Yeah. All right, that's all I got, man. Yeah, the dude. guys who were playing high. Yeah, high, 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 high in the sky. High as a kite. Yeah, buddy. You know, uh, oh boy, Benjamin Franklin probably likes our segment. Oh, yeah, high as a kite. for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he probably high as a kite right now. Yeah, we should get a we should get a um, sponsorship from Cheech and Chong. That'd be pretty funny. Oh, man. Or our Doobie they, section. Or the Doobie Brothers. To, That'd be cool, too. The we'll, probably have to, we'll probably have to pay them, man, because they don't have no money anymore. <laughs> they spend it all on weed. We'll get yep. Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. How about that? Oh, hey, if we get Snoop Dogg, man, we might make it make it big. We'll make it big time, big time, big time. All right, moving on to everybody's favorite part, which guys performed and which guys didn't. Dudes and duds, this is the Good and Dirty Flex. Good and Dirty Flex. All right, starting out this week with our biggest boom, and everybody knows that this guy had the best week of anybody all year long in – what was most people's championship week? Todd freaking Gurley. If you're in a dynasty league and you happen to have Todd Gurley, a.k.a. me, because we're in a dynasty league and I have Todd Gurley, you're sitting back right now looking pretty for like the next five or six years. Uh, 22 rushes for 118 yards. Didn't score on the ground, but it didn't matter because he added 10 catches for 158 yards and two touchdowns to the air, and one of them was over 50 yards. So, uh absolutely unbelievable performance from Man, Todd Gurley on the road and they locked it. up yeah and they did locked up that it. division they were super excited to clinch uh the NFC West uh and then our biggest bust of the week was actually I think the only guy of relevance that had zero 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 no catches no yards no points Alshon Jeffrey Philadelphia Eagles what the heck do you make of that Barnacle uh, I mean, hey, I, I didn't matter to me at that time, so I really Yeah, you kind of gave up after you lost the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, hey, hey, what the sucky part is, man, I didn't even have a kicker this week because I already hit my max 50. <laughs> you hit and, your acquisition limit. But two, the play, two weeks before the playoffs started, so I was riding with my team, and it was not a good decision. Nope, and then you so, had Greg the leg get hurt, and you were like, oh, screw it. Yeah, I, at that point, I was like, I lost to Joseph three times this year. I'm tired of taking an L from that guy. I just, I can't take it anymore. Literally, I can't take L's anymore from him. Yeah, I was happy. I, I lost to him in week three, and it seemed like he was destined for greatness because he was 3-0, and and then he sent everybody in the league that message about how everybody sucked and we needed to figure it out. And he finished the season at, oh, what was it, 8-5? and five? And mm-hmm. lost in the first round of the playoffs. So, screw you, Joseph. Just kidding. Love you. No, screw you, man. And I'm happy taking your money. I'm going to do it again next year. Just be ready for it. You heard it right here. Jake the Snake's going to repeat. What's up? Come at me, Bar- bro. Barnacle's going to try to make it out of the first round of the playoffs. Barnacle's got to be higher than the four seed in order to do that. Speaking of which, um, we could ha- add another person if we need to this next year. I have yeah. it on. I have somebody for us, too. Really? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So I've also been floating this idea around, and I know I talked to Barnacle and Z-Dub about it. Um, you guys let us know in the comment section um, on our website. We're not going to post this on any any social media. We only want the people who are dedicated enough to listen to the podcast and listen to it in its entirety. So if you're still here listening, why don't you go on over after you're finished listening to the contact page on our website. Uh, it's just right there in the top menu. You click contact. 
Uh, and then you can see our email there. You can either directly email us or you can type in your name, your email, and your comment. Uh, and tell us if you'd want to be in our league. We might start a listener league. And we would only take guys that listen to the podcast. We won't even publish it on Twitter or anything. Um, it'll be exclusive to you guys that are loyal enough to actually come and listen to our podcast because this is what we're about first and foremost. We decided that we wanted to be a podcast. And, yeah, we help people a lot on Twitter and Instagram. And we try to keep up. We post a lot. You know, we always have the latest injury updates. Uh, we like to post cute little polls and whatnot and pictures and roast people. You know, that's all good fun. But this is what we're about. We're about doing this podcast unscripted. That's our that's our goal. That's our name. We don't sit here and we don't read off anything. We have a couple stats in front of us, but that's it. And then we go off our own personal gut. That's what it is. So thank you guys again for listening, and we're so glad that you're here. So if you'd like to be in that, if you have any interest, drop a comment on our contact section of our webpage, and uh, me, ZW, and Barnacle will take you guys on. If we don't have enough guys, we might split it up into three teams, and each one of us will have a team in that league with maybe five or six or seven other guys uh, so we keep the number even. But I think that'd be pretty cool. So you guys go do that. Um, you can do it now and come back or just finish listening and don't forget to do it. I'll remind you at the end, all right? Um, moving on to other notable performances, my dudes. I got seven dudes this week. Um, no tight ends. Scored over 25 points this week. No tight ends. How about that? Um First guy, Dion Lewis. Not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised about the tight ends, man. Yeah, we usually they, never have anybody. I mean, it's go, either Gronk or nobody man. else. That's or it. Kelsey. Or Olsen had one week, but that's because he's healthy now. Um, Honestly, I'd take Kelsey over Gronk, even though Gronk's better, because I just don't like Gronk's attitude. Yeah, but I think Kelsey's kind of a whiner. Oh, well. Uh, Dion Lewis, 24 rushes for 129 yards and a touchdown, and he added five catches for another 24 yards and a touchdown as well. He man, is the how deal, about man. him? He's how the deal. Him? Well, he, that's not as surprising as the next guy on the list, Giovanni oh, Bernard. Man. 23 hey. for 116 and a touchdown, and then he added seven receptions for 52 yards. He had a great showing, too. Here's my thing. I think since Mixon's been hurt and Giovanni is showcasing his talents that he could be still a great running back. Yeah, I remember. Not, like, not an elite. Yeah, he was the guy. Man. And then they drafted Jeremy Hill, and he was no longer the guy. They split time. Jeremy Hill was the guy. And then that was that way for, I don't know, it was two or three years. They're not that old, right? Mm -hmm. And then then they drafted Joe Mixon. And so you just continue to further the cloudiness, I guess, of that backfield. And, you, you know, you don't give anybody a chance to be the guy when you have that many guys that can all ball out. All three of these guys are good. I mean, we've seen this week that Giovanni Bernard had. Joe Mixon's had one of those already. He's a rookie. Jeremy Hill's had at least two or three of those over his last two or three years. These guys all can ball out, and they just don't give one guy enough chance to be the guy. And I think that's why they're struggling a little bit, because they don't have an identity in the backfield. That and Andy uh-huh. Dalton sucks. Uh, he's Firecrotch. Yeah, he needs to get out of there. Firecrotch. Oh, our Red Rifle BB Gun, or like J.J. Watt said. <laughs> yeah, Red Rider. Red Rider BB Gun. Red BB Gun. <laughs> hey, I, think, I think whoever the new coach is will get that figured out for them. Oh, I hope if, so, yeah. If, if, I hope so, too, because they really do have a good defense. They yeah. have the talent at receiver. They have a talent at running back. They, they just, If Dalton just figures it out somehow, man, get the right coach in there. You already see. You just put that right coach in the right place. It don't matter what talent you have. It's all about the coaches, man. They, yeah, they, and... they, you put the talent out there, and the coaches will produce produce victories yeah and andy dalton is kind of running out of time too because he's almost 30 so he's running out of time a little bit on his on his father time clock you know mother nature is not too forgiving for quarterbacks once they turn 30 it's it's rare i mean as we see tom brady's 40 still lighting it up but that's rare usually about 30 people start declining in the nfl it starts getting harder to play quarterback probably the easiest position other than kicker to play into your 30s um but we, you know, we see a handful of guys, but that's it. It's just out of a league of what is 53 times 32, a crap ton, right? There's only a handful of guys that you can say are still playing relevant, good football after age 30. There's just not that many. Um, moving on, our next two guys on the list were also surprises here. C.J. Anderson, 16 rushes for 88 yards and a touchdown, plus seven catches for 45 yards in a game that was meaningless for everybody because the Broncos. 
have been around forever. And the Redskins. Only chance right now is to try to finish at 500. CJ Anderson's been playing good the past couple weeks. Yeah, and everyone's all high on Devontae Booker. I think what they need to to do, they need to get rid of Jamal Charles just for him. Just for Jamal. I mean, just. He doesn't need to be there. I feel bad for him. He's. Do you think he's a Hall of Fame or Hall of Very Good? What do you think? Hall of Very Good. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page as that. He just the injuries, the injuries. He's had great years, and then he has the very next year he gets injured. So it's kind of hard to like. See, I think he's in the same boat as AP. I think AP is Hall of Very Good. I don't know. AP's Hall of Fame. I'll I'll, AP's Hall of Fame. You think you think hands down, or you think it's questionable? Questionable, but I think you can put him in there. Discussion because you gotta look at no 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 yeah you put him in the discussion just like you put Jamal Charles in the discussion. If you can, we're comparing both, okay? Right. AP's been more consistent. And yeah, and those guys played pretty much their whole career the same amount of time. AP yes has been hurt, but then he gets hurt late in the season. Charles gets hurt week one, week two, and then there's nothing to show for the whole season. Yeah, like that one injury. You remember when AP? It was like a Christmas game, and AP got his knee blown out in Washington. Absolutely. That was week 17 that happened. So I'm like, his injuries happened late in the season. He plays plays 10-plus games, but there's been a couple years where he hasn't played. Yeah, but Charles, there's been two or three, two years that it's been long-term injuries and 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 not very severe injuries to the knee. Right. I hope AP's career is not done after this season because that's the kind of guy, like, he – Alex, I think his body's probably wearing down on him from all this year, all these years. I think it's just wearing himself out, honestly. Yeah, and a, and a neck injury doesn't help either. Oh, no, especially the neck. That's the worst – I say the neck and knee are the worst places to get hurt for football. My neck, my back. And my crack. Yeah, we'll leave that third part out. Um, yeah. Next surprise on this list is Bilal Powell from the meaningless New York Jets this year. They're probably the worst team in history at tanking. Didn't they know they that they are. were supposed to try to lose all 16 and they ended up winning five yeah. games? That was hey, kind of dumb. For real. Uh, I, 19 I rushes I, I for 145 it, yards and a touchdown for Bilal Powell. I love it, though. I love it because that's a show. Another I like example. Josh McCown. I'm rooting for Josh McCown. To come I am, too. Year. And I think he will. I honestly think he will because he can be a placeholder. Yeah. Placeholder. Yeah, I think so. Placeholder. So they find out their next guy. So they find the next I, Mark Sanchez. I, speaking of that, do you who do you think has a better career in the NFL? Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, or Josh Allen? You know what I think about Sam Darnold. Yeah, but I also think him. the same thing about Josh Rosen. No, I think I hate. Suck. I hate Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen's a prima donna. I think the two. This, just those two guys playing in California just, uh, just don't know. I don't like it. I like Wyoming. Yeah, I like Wyoming's quarterback quite a bit. I just, he's a pretty I do guy. too, but then like there's so much raw talent that if he gets put in the wrong system, wrong coach, it's just going to derail everything. Yeah, I saw that tweet that that guy sent out. I think you retweeted it with your personal account. You said something like, you know, it said he, he's got this unique yeah, athleticism yeah, he's like an a plus talent and he's got all these un- intangibles that you can't teach but his decision making is poor his accuracy is questionable his his mobility is also questionable like there were yeah. there were just some things that were like glaring yeah. obvious issues with his game that you yeah. you know he could not play in the nfl for like two years until he figures this stuff out and you know who i think this should draft him the browns Arizona Cardinals with wow. Bruce Arians. That's a that's a ballsy pick, man. And they got DJ but coming back next year. Exactly. And Bruce Arians, look what he did with Andrew Luck his rookie year. And yeah. he had learned from Carson Palmer. He, that's a Carson Palmer can make it one one and a half more years. Then you get start the Josh Allen era in Arizona. Oh, he's he's really only got to make it one more year, really. Hey, I think he, if he gets one year under Carson Palmer and Bruce Arians, he's looking good. He'll be yeah. Speaking exactly. of the Cardinals, uh, first wide receiver. Larry Fitzgerald, nine for 119 yards and a touchdown, plus 21 yards passing. How about that? He didn't even get I a full him. point. But Larry Fitzgerald is the goat. He is most consistent fantasy player ever. I'm, I think top five wide receiver of all time. Yeah, 
if not top seven. Yeah, I think he might be able to squeeze a couple guys in front of him. Yeah. Just because they won more, he never won. He got to a Super Bowl, but never won one. But he got here. Said if we're comparing, you gotta compare him and Andre because they're both kind of in the same class. Okay. Uh, yeah, but he's like head and shoulders over Andre, I think. Yes, because he's had those big game wins in the playoffs, where Andre had a lot of rebuilding years, a lot of losing seasons. He never had that big playoff moment that's that you go back and watch ten times. Like you watch t- over ten times. Like Andre has not had that moment. In no, the, the only time you watch something that Andre did over and over ten times is when he beat up Cortland Finnegan. Hey, I know you I were think thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I was. That's the most. I I watch it. And I still laugh because he just whipped him. And, yeah. and in Cortland, in Cortland, he's just he's just a trash talker. And Andre just shut him up. Yep. Uh, last guy on the list is Julio Jones, seven for one forty nine. Just another Julio day. No big deal. Um, Julio. Julio. All right. Hey. Uh, moving on, I'm going to do all the duds. All these guys are busts this week. They were all projected at least double digits, and they did not score double digits. Um, I'll go in order from worst to least worst, I guess. Um, we got two guys tied with 4.4 points. Awful. Uh, Golden Tate had three catches for 14 yards, so mm-hmm. he had less yards and one more catch. Adam Thielen had two catches for 24 yards. And if you were Stephon Diggs, yeah, if you were if you were banking on any one of those guys in your championship, I'm sorry you lost. Uh, I had Adam Thielen, but I still won by 70. Amazing. Um, next guy on the list, at not much better, 4.5 points, Brandon Cooks, <sighs> two catches for 19 yards, and then he had six rushing yards, so that got him to 4.5. Uh, terrible. He's another guy I sat this week in lieu of Tyreek Hill. Great, great choice on my part, I think. Um, yeah, like it mattered. Yeah, it really didn't. It, it really didn't. Uh, next guy on the list uh, is here only because of injury. Joe Mixon uh, in the first quarter got hurt, but he had three carries for 12 yards and two catches for 30 yards in the first quarter. So he had 5.2 points in one quarter. Uh, if he would have kept that going all game, he might have had 20 points. But we'll never know because he got hurt. Uh, Devontae Freeman had 11 rushes for 36 yards and added two catches for 20 and he had a fumble, so he's down to 5.6 points um, in fantasy. He would have had 7. Again, still not good, but 5.6 is much worse. Uh, Jamal Williams did not record a catch for the second week in a row. Even with Brett Hundley back in there, uh, he had 15 carries for 58 yards and no catches. Uh, next guy on the list here, we have Jarek McKinnon. Oh, sorry, no, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake went 13 for 57, so actually he should have been before Jamal Williams. 5.7 yeah. points. Kenyon Drake, no catches also. Um, Jarek McKinnon, seven rushes for 42 yards, plus one catch for nine yards, 6.1 points. You suck. Uh, next guy suck is... Sucka, 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 big wiener. Sucka, big wiener. Um, next guy on the list is Lamar Miller. Ten rushes for only Whoa. 55 yards and one catch Alfred, for 10 yards. 7.5. Alfred Blue Alfred. took over the lead role on Sunday, and I mean Monday, so yeah, whatever. Yeah. Texans yeah. suck anyway. A uh, couple more Hashtag here. Hashtag Firework Smith. Hashtag Firework Smith every time. Two more guys. Christian McCaffrey, nine carries for thirty-four yard or thirty-nine yards, sorry, plus two receptions for nineteen yards, seven point eight. And the last guy, oh, he would have had over ten points, and then he fumbled. Five catches for fifty-one yards and a fumble. Jarvis Landry. Sucks, man. 8.1 points. Yeah. Oh, you know who I skipped over? He never fumbles. You know why I skipped over him, I think? Because I hate looking at Cowboys. Who? Who? Des Bryant. Who? Des Bryant. He had three catches for 44 yards. I I will never forget. I was watching part of that game, okay? And he was on the sideline, like, yelling at everybody, yelling at Miles Austin, yelling at the offensive coordinator, the wide receivers coach, quarterback coach. Finally, Dak Prescott walked over and calmed him down. They come back on the field. First play. Dak Prescott throws it to Des Bryant. He takes like two steps, and the dude rips it out of his hands. I don't know who. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, I think he punched him. it. It looks like he <laughs> punched it out, man. So that was his fumble. So he finished three for 44 at a fumble, 5.4 yeah. points. If any one of those guys we just talked about was in your lineup fan championship weekend and you lost because of it, my condolences to you and your season. I'm sorry. I will not be sending you any of my winnings because I am the champion. I am the master. I am the master. Um, let's see. We got – 
uh, about 60 seconds left. Any games that are exciting this week, bud? Uh, Falcons Panthers, really. That's it. Falcons that Panthers. That, you heard it here. That, that game holds the key to a lot the finishing out of the NFC playoffs. Hey, you heard really. it straight from the mouth of Barnacle himself, the Wonder Man. Barnacle down on Barnacle Street. Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. On behalf of my boy Barnacle, whom I love very much, and Z Dub, peace out again, dude. I hope we you love you, fun. bud. Yeah, in New Mexico. And all you awesome cats listening, thanks for tuning in. I am Jake the Snake, and we are Fantasy Unscripted. Follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Unscript, Instagram, Fantasy Unscripted. Also, come listen to our podcast. We pin it to our Twitter page all the time. Uh, and and we'll see, Yeah, we'll see if we can start uploading to iTunes and Google Play here next year. We're still trying to get that in the process. Um, so, coming up very soon. You guys have a great week. Peace out. <laughs>